Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my greetings in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Mpumi Majie, a.k.a. Mrs. Happiness. And I'm so excited to be spreading my happiness with you guys over the word of God. Uh, This is the Jesus Cast podcast and Jesus is in the room. And we already know that when Jesus is in the room, things start to change, things start to happen, things start to grow. So we are so grateful today that uh, we are gathered again. Uh, I'm here standing in for my husband who is apparently tired and needed some time off. He needed some rest. You know, lazy Christians, but we forgive him. Uh, The show must go on. We do not stop uh, spreading the word of God because he's not here. Uh, so we always try by all means Uh, he said in the previous uh, message that he is still trying praying uh, trying to get on other people to help him with this ministry so clearly the Holy Spirit hasn't really revealed to him because I'm here (laughs) anyway uh, that's not the point you guys already know that I'm horrible at this preaching thing so I'm not even going to try to preach because I'm not a preacher. So we will just in, engage and discuss as we usually do whenever you get to listen to this, wherever you will be. On the comment sections, you're welcome to drop your opinion, correction. I'm open to criticism. Uh, educate me. I love learning. So yeah, let's do this. I have a question. Don't worry. This is a question that is related to what we will be discussing today. I don't like wasting time. So here's my question. When we experience disappointment in our lives, how do we respond? Or when you experience disappointment in your life, how do you respond? Do we respond by blaming ourselves? Do we respond by blaming other people? You can take a moment and think about it. Then answer truthfully. Because honestly, we do face disappointments. We do face challenges. Uh, We face disappointments where we don't even know how to respond. And we find ourselves hindered in our way with God. For example, let's look at Israel looking at Goliath and saw a huge man and they feared him. And look at David who also saw Goliath. And David saw an uncircumcised man defying the armies of God. This is a story in the book of 1 Samuel 17.26. Uh, It's a very famous story that most of us know uh, and love. But the difference between what the rest of Israel saw and what David saw 
was one example of how we respond to challenges, of how we respond to disappointments. Israel saw everything from the ground level. But on the other hand, David saw everything from divine perspective. Our perspective makes all the difference in how we respond to disappointment, in how we respond to challenges, in how we see life in general. But then the story of David and Goliath is not the message for today. I was just, it's just something that I, I, I thought about now. As, um, anyway, today uh, I want us to read from a very famous book, a book that most of us grew up listening to preachers preach and today's topic is looking beyond our disappointments so let's jump straight into the words we'll read from the book of john 11 uh, if you have time you can start it from verse 1 so that you get to understand the background of uh, the whole message yeah actually it's good that you start from verse 1 but let's start at verse 28 today with me uh, and it reads after Martha said this, she went back and called her sister Mary privately. The teacher is here, she told her, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and hurried out to meet him. Jesus had not yet arrived in the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The people who were in the house with Mary, comforting her, followed her when they had when they saw her get up and hurry out they thought that she was going to the grave to weep there mary arrived where jesus was and as soon as she saw him she fell at his feet lord she said if you had been here my brother would not have died hmm pause so Mary thinks that when, if Jesus had came earlier, uh, uh, the brother would have not died. Well, if you, well, it is true because I mean Jesus is is Jesus. You know everything is possible with him. He could have healed Lazarus. But if you look at it from another perspective, even if Jesus was there, Lazarus would have probably died. If you, okay, I'm, I'm going to the conclusion before we even start, but we'll get to this. I mean, like the point of Lazarus dying was so that God's glory can be seen. Uh, had Jesus healed him, God's glory would have been seen still, but people being healed has always been there. It wasn't something that was uh, has never been done before. And also Lazarus being healed, I'm sure when he was sick, they were trying out some medications. He was uh, medicated. He was drinking benadryl for flu and stuff like that. So had Jesus went there and healed him, they would probably give the credit to the medication and say oh benedin for flu it works it's strong and all of that but with 
Jesus raising him from the dead, there is no one else who can take credit. There is nothing else that can take credit besides God and God alone. Anyway, let's move on. Jesus saw her weeping and he saw how the people who were with her were weeping also. His heart was touched and he was deeply moved. Where have you buried him? He asked them. Come and see, Lord, they answered. Jesus wept. See how much he loved him, the people said. But some of them said he gave sight to the blind man. Didn't he? Couldn't he not have kept Lazarus from dying? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. This is your word, Lord, and is alive and active. Do what only you can do with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Looking beyond disappointments. I just came with this topic today. <laughs> it's crazy because my husband actually asked me to share on the podcast last week, but I didn't know. I had no idea what to share about. And he said anything. It's fine. Okay. I want us to look at these two women, Mary and Martha and Jesus, how they all uh, see things, like how they all see things from different perspective. Well, uh, Mary and Martha obviously saw things from the ground level perspective, the same way as Israel did. Uh, when they were faced with Goliath, like I mentioned. But Jesus, on the other hand, saw things from a divine perspective, the same way as David saw when he looked at Goliath. Okay, let's go back uh, to another scripture. The book of Matthew tells us about how, uh, it introduces us is how the Son of Man uh, wasn't loved, wasn't welcomed, how he had nowhere to lay his head, uh, somewhere around the book of Matthew 8. At this time, Jesus was rejected by uh, almost everyone in the world. Uh, he was not a welcomed guest in most homes. However, the family of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus was uh, one of the family that would always welcome him that was always up that always opened its home to uh, jesus when he was around jerusalem so like this tells us that they had a closer relationship with jesus than most people this is the same mary who would sit uh, at the feet of jesus and hear the word this is the same Mary who would pour fragrant oil on his head and feet and wipe the feet uh, and wipe Jesus' feet with his with her hair. And this is the same Martha that would welcome Jesus into her house. This is the same Martha who did the run around and made sure that Jesus would have a comfortable stay, that Jesus would eat delicious meal she was the one cooking and preparing everything this was the same mother who was serving jesus every day my point is i want to us to look at how close these two women were to jesus 
but how they responded to Jesus not coming in time to save their brother. These are two women who knew Christ, who had a relationship with Jesus. These are two women who experienced Jesus performing miracles firsthand. But how did they respond when Jesus did not come on time to save their brother? Like I said, start from verse 1 so that you can understand what I'm talking about. When they sent the word that Lazarus was sick, Lazarus was a dear friend of Jesus. You would expect Jesus to drop everything and come and heal Lazarus. So these two women sent the word to Jesus, but Jesus didn't drop everything. Jesus continued about his business that he was already doing. And these two didn't respond well to Jesus not coming on time. And these are people that had a very close relationship with Jesus. I said to my husband this one time that I don't like such people. I hate the Israelites in, 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 the, in the history of all the characters in the Bible. Like the Israelites were one of the tribe that witnessed God, God's favor, like how that one of the tribes that saw God's miracles, like God opening the Red Sea for them to pass, God bringing bread from heaven, God bringing water from rocks for them to drink, like, but every time they came across a minor setback, they would still start complaining as if God didn't just rain bread from heaven. Anyway, let's go back to John. There was a purpose, there was a reason why God allowed Lazarus to die. Yeah, Jesus could have healed him. Jesus have healed a lot of people. Jesus have healed a lot of different circumstances. But in this case, it was for him to die. It was for God meant it for him to die so that God's glory could be seen. The first purpose of Lazarus dying was to give God the glory. The first purpose of Lazarus' sickness was to glorify God. It says in, 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 in the book when you continue you when you continue reading, uh, 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 Jesus says, uh, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? They took the stone away. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you, Father, that you listened to me. I know that you will always listen to me. But I say this for the sake of people here so that you they will believe that you sent me. This is one of the most interesting prayers that I've uh, seen. I, watched, I recently watched a movie and a pastor prayed like this in, in that movie. They were trying to start a car. I don't know, something was wrong with the engine. And because he was a man of faith, he prayed and said, God, you see these people who are gathered here, they will say you are a liar if you don't do something here. I wonder how many of us have such confidence that we can pray that prayer and say amen and things uh, really do happen. 
Okay, back to the first purpose of Lazarus' sickness. It was to give glory to God. When they sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was sick and he didn't rush there, the disciples asked him and Jesus told them that the sickness, it is not one that will cause him death. So this sickness was meant to glorify God, which means Jesus permitted this to happen so that God can get the glory. We need to learn that we are not the center of the universe. I know that sounds wrong, but we, we really are not. And our home is not, our church is not, our town is not. Like, we, we sometimes make everything about ourselves as if like Jesus need to drop everything that is that he's busy with and just come and attend to us now, 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 now. The headquarters of everything is in heaven and everything is running for his glory. Nothing will come into our lives without God's permission. If he permits for it, it's going to happen and it's going to happen for his glory. Not for ourselves, not for us to say, hey God, where are you when he's not answering on time, but for God's glory. Lazarus' sickness was not for death. He was to die, though, for the glory of God. He was sick, and he was to die so that the work of God could be demonstrated. Lazarus died so that God could be glorified by showing his desire for men to have life, by proving his power to give life, by showing his approval of Christ by which he, he proved that he really did love the world enough to send his son to die for us. By having the opportunity to do the work of God, by demonstrating God's power, by showing compassion, that's why Lazarus had to die. That's why Jesus die, died. In the book of, of, of John 21, 15, Jesus told Peter what kind of death he would die to glorify God. Jesus died to glorify God. The same way Lazarus died so that God could get the glory. You're not dying to our, ourselves bring, God, uh, bring, bring glory to God like denying ourselves uh, the things of this world. The people in, in Jesus' days knew what it meant to take up a cross. Like when Paul says, eh, 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 those who are crucified with him will also be raised with him. And the second purpose of Lazarus' sickness was to show Jesus great love. 
the same way Jesus died to show us great love. So in that hour of crisis and in need, all you have to do is remember that God loves us. He loves you when you are sick. He loves you when you are well. He loves you all the time. There's a song of Maverick City. Yeah, you are with of it all. The first time I heard it, Chandler said, whether you say yes or no, you are worthy to be praised. You can't keep God from loving you. You may ask why he let certain difficulties happen to you. I don't know the reason, but I do know that he loves you. He loves you whether you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. You can't keep God from loving you. That is why Jesus died. And even in this case of Lazarus, that is why he died. Hmm. The book of Jeremiah 31, it says, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. That's another scripture, by the way. It's in John, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Blah, 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 blah. Don't say blah, blah, blah to the word of God do. But God loves us, guys. It all comes down to perspective. Are you going to see it from the ground level when you are faced with challenges? Or you're going to see it from the divine perspective of Jesus, from the divine perspective of David. Which one? Which one are you going to choose? You must choose. You can't have both. Do you look beyond disappointment? Yes, you prayed for a job and you didn't get it. I prayed for jobs I didn't get. Yeah, and it hurts you. At that moment, it's yo, you feel like very like it's, it's the end. I've prayed and things didn't happen. I remember this one night I woke up and I cried. I, 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 the reason I woke up was so that I can pray. And I, instead, I cried. I, I, I cried for like full hour. I left the bedroom because my husband was sleeping. I went and sit on the dining table and I, I cried that night. I asked God, like, but why? What's the point? What is the point of asking if we're going to ask and you will not give to us? And I think most of us struggle with that question. Because you said that we should ask. And you said that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus will come to pass. But we are here. We are asking. 
and it's not coming to pass. Oh, what do you do when you get to that point? Perspective. We had a walk a day after with my husband that day, and I was telling him that I, you, I cried last night, and he was like, "Why didn't you wake me?" And since then, I've I stopped praying. I think I stopped praying for about a week. Like my husband would pray, I just kept quiet. I wouldn't even say amen because at that moment I felt like. There is no point in asking because I'm not going to get, he's not going to give me. I wasn't asking for a job, by the way. I was just going through a very, very dark time. And I didn't want to go through it. And I was asking God to stop and it wasn't stopping. And then I asked myself, why is God not giving some of the things that we ask? And then I came across that scripture. You know how people say is that God will answer you through scriptures? It was my first time experiencing it. When he says, you do not get when you ask because you ask amiss. Like you ask for wrong, wrong, wrong reasons. You ask for your own selfish desires. You ask for a job because you want to earn more money than me. You are not going to get that job. That is not why you should be asking for a job. You ask for a car because I want them to see me. That I have made it. That is not a reason to ask for a car. Anyway, let's go on. The third purpose of Lazarus' sickness was to teach us the necessity to wait upon God. Most of us don't wait on God. There's a Maverick City song, Wait on the Lord, He will renew your strength. I love Maverick, guys. It's probably the... I mostly say that when we get to heaven... Dante will be there, a Chandler Moore will be there with their mics. We don't wait on God, guys. Waiting is hard. But it's, it's necessary. It's important. It teaches us something. When I prayed and cried that season, and I'm out of it now, I'm realizing how I needed that. You know how people say that faith that is not tested cannot be trusted? Hey, that is true. We see how much you love God during those dark moments. And it, it taught me like, to be grateful of the little things. I, I'm one person who is very much grateful now. We need to wait on the Lord, guys. In our trials, sometimes God delays. 
and we need to learn to wait upon God in those times of crisis. Jesus did not wait two days so that Lazarus would die and he could perform a great miracle. Jesus knew that Lazarus was either already dead or that Lazarus was going to die in the uh, 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 very day the person brought word to uh, Jesus that Lazarus was sick. We know this because Lazarus had been already buried for four days when Jesus arrived. Because uh, 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 Jewish, in Jewish cultures, the Jewish burial happens immediately followed the death. And you know what's interesting? Is that Martha thought it was too late. She believed that God could raise him in the resurrection at the last day, but not today, not on that day, not now. God likes to put the circumstances that where uh, 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 humanly nothing can be done so that when it is accomplished, all men will know that it is a work of God and he gets the glory. The point is this. Martha and Mary were learning to wait upon God through the whole experience. They didn't know because I think I would like to think that they were angry because I would be angry because I was angry when I called God on God that season and he didn't answer. And they called on Jesus whom is a friend, a dear friend. And he didn't come. So in facing severe illness or death, there is no answer but to wait on God. And Jesus knows when to act. We cannot dictate to God when to act, nor when or how to act. There are many reasons why we ex we experience delay. Delay can be caused by our disobedience. Delay can be caused by our doubt because here we doubt. Here we, we can doubt. And you know what? I mean, personally, like, I love the Bible. I don't read it as much as I should. I don't follow most things as much as I should. But I love it because all answers are here. It says that when you ask and not doubt with all of your heart when you ask and not not even one percent or zero comma zero one percent of doubt you will get but the problem with us hey, we doubt you we can doubt god that's what we we, hey, we are very good if we let that you ask for something now and see a small distraction and then all of a sudden you have doubt like when things are not going the way they should. Also, delays could be caused by wrong motives. Like I said, that we don't get because we ask uh, amiss. 
we ask for wrong motives, for wrong reasons, for our selfish purpose. Could be caused by our attempt at manipulation. It could also be caused by our lack of responsibility. But one that interests me the most is that delays could be caused by God's redirection. God doesn't always meet our needs immediately or in a way that is completely satisfying to us because he is in the process of redirecting us or preparing us for something new. Joseph not my husband. Joseph had a need to be released from the pit into which his brothers had cast him. Joseph had a need for security and provision. Joseph had a need to get out of prison. Did God meet Joseph's need? Yes. And in the process, he met the needs of Jacob and all of the other brothers who became the founders of the tribes of Israel. But along the way, Joseph no doubt felt at many times that God was silent and that he was left alone in his uh, uh, neediness. But then you can also ask a question, then why did God delay so long in meeting the need of Joseph? Why did he have to work for Potiph? Why did he have to go to prison? Why did he spend two years in that prison after his correct interpretation of the dream of that uh, 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 Pharaoh's uh, butler and baker? But God delayed meeting Joseph's needs so that a great purpose might be accomplished. Delay caused by God's desire to teach us. There are those delays that are caused so that we can learn. From God's perspective, they are finally in the position that he desired for them to be in all the time. And sometimes God delays meeting our uh, temporary and material needs so that we will focus on our spiritual and internal needs. Because truth be told, we hardly focus on those. I guarantee most of us in our prayers, we ask for material things than spiritual things. He delays our meetings. He delays meeting our needs so that we will tend to him and learn to trust him in all things and for all things. Another delay could be caused by uh, God's desire to bring us to repentance. Because we don't repent. 
God sometimes delay meeting our needs so that we, we will own up to our sins, so that we will confess it to God and repent, which means to turn away from our sins and to turn towards God's righteousness. There are many reasons why God delays. One of the reasons that God delayed, Jesus delayed in, in, in going to heal Lazarus was so that Lazarus can die in his absence because had he died in his presence. You know, like writers, people could have manipulated the story because Jesus was there. Uh, they wouldn't really believe that he was dead. They would just say, ah, maybe you are sleeping. You are lying. You didn't raise him. So Jesus made sure that Lazarus would die to a point where they would bury him and come after four days. Because after four days, there's no way. You, you all saw the coffin going down. You all saw how we, we put the soil on top. They even put that, that tomb or a rock, whatever they were putting back in the days. Now it would be like tombstone. So there's no way that... Uh, you guys would come up with excuses and say, ah, he didn't raise him, he lied, blah, blah, blah. I think it is even the same reason why in this story, Jesus didn't uh, heal Lazarus. Because like I said, had he healed him, someone would just say like, but I brought him benelin for flu yesterday and he drank it. I gave him painkillers yesterday. So like painkillers would now get the glory that they work, that sinolive work. In this case, it was for the glory of God. I know I was all over the place because I'm not used to this teaching or sharing and stuff like that. But my point is let us see things from a divine perspective. When we are faced with those challenges, let us still say you are worthy, Lord, to be praised. When he says no, let us still say, okay, I will wait on you to say yes, but you are still worthy, Lord, to be praised. Because truth is, he is worthy to be praised. And he is not defined by him saying yes to us. So go back and answer your que the question I asked. How do you respond to disappointment? Do you blame yourself? Do you blame God? Are you going to look beyond your disappointment? And see it from a divine perspective. Or you're going to live in that ground level. And see it from a perspective of fear. There are so many examples that we can take from the Bible. Of how people saw things. Like look at the story of Job. He lost everything. And God restored it at the end.
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are faithful, that you are good and you are kind. We have never seen anyone like you. We have never seen your kind, Lord. Jehovah, today I humble myself and I pray, Lord, for each and every person. Because truth is we all face disappointments, we all face challenges. But my prayer, Lord, is that we do not dwell on those challenges. We do not live in those disappointments. My prayer is that you teach us to wait on you, Lord. My prayer is that you teach us, Lord, to see Jehovah with divine perspective, the same way Jesus did, the same way David did, Lord. Teach us to be grateful. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the way fulfills you, that it increases your faith, as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.